0: Hey Loves, welcome to the Victorious You Podcast, I'm your host, Isabel von Fallois. I'm a practical mystic, a best-selling author, the founder of the Angel Life Coach Training, the Isis Angel Healing, Magdalene Healing and so much more. After surviving life-threatening leukemia with the help of the angels, I'm here to remind you that miracles are possible always and everywhere. Alone and together with amazing and inspiring guests, we will talk about all things spiritual and so much more. I am here to empower you on your path of healing and spiritual awakening and to become the most victorious you. Enjoy! Hey loves, I am so happy to share another episode of Victorious You with you all. And I'm so, so, so touched for all the incredible feedback, for all the lovely messages I receive every single week. Thank you so much. Merci. Grazie. Dankeschön. Gracias. Obrigada. Thank you well <laughs> so much more. I really appreciate that a lot. And I think you also will love today's guest. It is Kate Ekman. She is a Wilhelmina model, an author, a TV personality, a journalist, and an incredible coach. And we met many years ago during an online training and there was a very special moment and we connected and exchanged telephone numbers immediately, what we never do. This was really very special and um, we ended up chatting all the time via WhatsApp, sending us voice notes and really wanted to meet because we were both on the road all the time and thought one day we will be in the same city as Kate is also traveling a lot in Europe. and. It never happened. So we were most happy to meet finally by a screen and had an incredible conversation with each other. And it is really a very profound, a very deep and a very also vulnerable conversation we had. And I'm sure you will enjoy it and receive lots of insights through this conversation. Hello, dear Kate. I'm so happy to welcome you to the podcast. And it has been such a long time. You are wishing to meet each other at least on a screen.
1: <laughs> so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's just so lovely to see your beautiful face and finally to connect face-to-face here, even though it is through a screen, but we'll, we'll do it in person one day soon. And I'm just delighted to share the space with you and your beautiful audience.
0: Thank you so much. And I'm so happy to finally meet you and hear your voice. I mean, the funny thing is, you know, I'm sure it's the same as you. Normally, I never give my telephone number to someone i n- not have met yet in person. And I'm sure you are the same. But somehow we exchanged numbers like four or five years ago. I don't know. And we were chatting with each other. And this is so not normal for me, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And I loved we would send each other these these voice notes. And I was going to Germany for business. And, and we would try to hook up in Europe or when you were on business in the States. And just even getting those vo- voice notes from you, I could even picture myself in this Germany hotel right now. And just, you can see my, my cheeks. They're like chipmunks. I'm just smiling so big because it just brought me so much joy and, and love and you were so warm and and kind. And, you know, it's just, I think it was our angels connecting us. And I think when you are doing something out of the ordinary, you feel it from spirit or it just feels right. And, and you say, let's go with this. And I think that's a beautiful thing about, platonic relationships and, yes. and female empowerment and females supporting females and and that sort of thing too, because um there's so much on the other side, but just to be able to authentically and genuinely support another woman is so important to support anyone. But I think with women and it just, yes. when I meet someone like you, it just fills my cup and fills my soul because there's so much to navigate and manage in the world. And I think it's such a important reminder for people to trust a bit more and to be there for other people in a meaningful way, even if it is a a WhatsApp voice note, and um, you never know the impact that you're going to have on someone's day in life
0: that's so true and and I always know you know if the angels make me do something like that which is out of the ordinary because I'm really very very careful with my telephone number to be honest so I always know if they make me do that it's for a reason and this person is somehow connected to me probably not only in this lifetime but maybe also other lifetimes what do you think
1: I, I think so too. and I, I think that at least me i'm a, I, I'm an Aquarius and I'm a, you know, have such a pure heart, which often doesn't go over so well in the world where you know, yeah. a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people out for greed or ego and um really out for self. and sometimes I just feel, you know like it feels harsh out there. and I know a lot of, of anyone in your audience and certainly my audience too can can relate to that. And so when you meet that, like-minded or like-hearted soul. And you feel that you can just really be seen and heard. And I think it's an epidemic right now that a lot of people are experiencing where even friends or family members, people who claim to love us really aren't able to see us and hear us and send us some angel message. And it makes me really sad. Um, But, and then there's people like you. You never know. You can just meet someone, or I think you saw me speak at an event, and something I said touched you, where you reached out. And I'm so glad that because sometimes you reach out to people and you never hear back. But for yeah. me, it was so touching that you took the time to send that message. That I'm just like, gosh, this is this is someone in, in my chosen family that I want to connect with. And um, you know, as the holidays approach, and I think a lot of people can feel a little bit lonely. It's important to remember that there's chosen family too. And even if you have one person who you can reach out to, who really sees into your soul, you have family and, and also a reminder that that person can be you and that can feel a lonely, but, um, I just, you know, I could go on and on clearly cause I am, but I, I just can't stress the importance enough of, um, the importance of these kind of connections yes. and you, you don't have to have known them for 20 years. You don't have to work together. You don't have to know each other from childhood or school. It can be someone who's, that's why I think it's good to put yourself out there too. You know, we're both speakers and, and authors and put yourself out there, whatever that means for you, because you never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to impact and that your pain and your story can just be a lifeline for somebody else.
0: Exactly, and I will never forget what you shared there in this moment. Because uh, I may tell the audience of mine that you are also a model, and and you're like they say, I think a curry model, <laughs> and I love that. I totally love that. But what I really felt so in- or saw it was so incredible that you were so vulnerable and so raw about what it meant for you to, to be in that kind of business or it is really tough. And on the other side, you're so pure and so beautiful. And, you know, I love your size. You, for me, you look absolutely fabulous. Uh, and and it's nothing about, yeah, what you also write in your incredible book, which I started to read the full, full spiritual workout, if I say it correctly, it's an amazing book and you really say it's time to redefine beauty and I think this is so important in these days right
1: Thank you. I I think this obsession that women have to be skinny or look a certain way is is one of the biggest products of a misogynistic society and culture. It's a way to control women saying that you need to look a certain way and it's caused such harm. And I think it's it's just in our we are born with it in our programming and our subconscious. It's reinforced through messaging and and marketing and how companies make billions of dollars really off of our shame, fear, fear insecurities. Um, I certainly felt that. And here I am, you know, signed with Wilhelmina Models, one of the biggest talent agencies in the world working full time as a model. And, but I was in the the curvy division plus size because I'm I'm larger than a a size six US, which is, which is absurd, but I owned it. And, you know, I have an athletic body. I was a swimmer. I take after my dad, a six, five German man. So it's (laughs) like, I'm not a, a petite, thin woman. And, you know, even I've had my niece and, and nephew say to me when they were younger, like, Aunt Kate, like, why do you have such a big bum bum or something like that? Because their mother is petite and 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 slim. And it was just a moment to not feel shame or like, oh, there's something wrong with me or I'm different or they're noticing something about my body. But a, a moment of education and just saying, you know, there are all different shapes and sizes. Bodies come in many different forms. And one is not better than the other. And I, I really think that we need to, I mean, first of all, own and embrace and honor your unique body type, but more importantly, put the emphasis on your worth and your value and your beauty and your unique inner characteristics like kindness, compassion, intelligence, and really seeing that as beauty, because I don't know about you, I've, I've met, I mean, I've met some of the most outwardly beautiful women in the world. I worked at Saks with all, Victoria's Secret supermodels. And you can meet someone who's, you know, aesthetically beautiful, but oftentimes they open their mouth or their behavior, they suddenly become unattractive. And and the other case is true as well. So I think of the people that love me the most or that I love most, like you, I may admire and compliment your physical beauty, but I'm not friends with you. I'm not colleagues with you because of what you look like. It's because of your heart. We're both passionate about writing and speaking and uplifting others and talking about the angels. So um I I think if, you know, you need to gain weight or lose weight to, if that's going to make you feel better, but really putting the emphasis on health and wellness and, you know, the body will hold on to weight uh, or like, you know, or no weight um, people who have lost weight during stress, because we do put so much stress and pressure on the body that it's not meant to carry. So when we're able to just fully embrace where we are on our our journey um, and, and put the emphasis on these inner characteristics or, or thanking our bodies for all that they do for us on a daily basis, you know, the weight you need to gain or the weight you need to lose, it will just naturally happen because you're in alignment with health and wellness rather than stress, fear, and shame.
0: Exactly. It's so true. And what I know also, you know, sometimes the same, this man, there's some so good looking, godlike man, and you think, oh my God, I had this in past, past times, not now in my life, but let's say 20 years ago or so. And then they open their mouths and there's just no intelligence at all. Of course, it's not true about every man, but sometimes it's like that. It's the same. Yeah. The most beautiful woman can be like, the most lovely one and the most intelligent and it can be the opposite you never know you know it's the same as men they can be the most beautiful the most intelligent or the opposite and you never should go for people because they look a certain way you always should go for the heart for the soul and for the same values in in friendships and in relationship no what do you think
1: Yeah, I I agree. It's it's even as I think I'm so over this topic and this subject. I did a lot of speaking and writing around it when I was working as a model full time years ago. And I'm just kind of over this conversation now because it is so much emphasis on the physical. And my work is so much around the mental, emotional and spiritual and who we are on the inside, which then gets reflected on the outside and you know, there's so much obsession with what we look like, especially as women and how much money we're making and all the shiny objects we're able to purchase and degrees we're able to achieve. And so much less, less emphasis is placed on, on our inner muscles. That's why I wanted to, you know, develop a program to, to talk about that and make that mainstream where it's just knowing that the, the, the physical and the externals are a result of all, of, all, all of the inner, but we try so desperately to control the outside. And, um, even in, in relationships. And, um, I think it's that, I think a lot of people have had that wake up call, especially during COVID where we were, you know, um, in isolation and and kind of forced to look at ourselves and each other and, and life in a different and hopefully more meaningful way. So I don't know if I fully answered your question. See, that's the thing I get, I get channeled by the angels too. And I go off in this thing, but I'm just, I'm like, I can't believe it's almost 2024 and we're still talking about, um, you know, so much obsession with with the physical when there's just much deeper conversations to have and, and a thought processes that we can give ourselves. And so maybe it's a call for action to start really releasing this grip that these thought patterns have on us or these belief systems that aren't even ours. It's society have on us and just be like, all right, I'm good to let that go and and really cultivate something new.
0: Absolutely. And and also your book comes in right there with the 10 steps to overcome exactly all of these things to become really your authentic and powerful you, which goes out of the comfort zone. So please share a little bit how you came to write that beautiful book, The Full Spirit Workout, which I'm just really loving to read and really tell the people about this incredible book and how or what made you write it?
1: Oh, thank you so much. So it's called the full spirit workout. So it's a play on the full body workout that you often hear advertised at the gym, but this is about building strong mental, emotional, and spiritual muscles and really getting fit on the inside so that you have the inner musculature, the confidence, the strength, the resilience to handle and weather any storm that comes our way, because sadly, you know, the chaos and uncertainty in the world is not going anywhere. So it really is up to us to develop these inner muscles and stay really strong so that we don't get taken out by the upsetting phone call or email that we are able to navigate, you know, really it's one unprecedented event after another that we're experiencing right now. So, you know, we, we all chose to be here for some reason. We've got a lot of strong people here and, and that's why I wanted to equip people with the tools in this book to do these types of workouts, to be really strong, but it it was born from tragedy. Sadly, um, I lost two loved ones to suicide in one year and it completely changed the trajectory of my life. And it was, wait saying it's a wake-up call is such a massive understatement you know these men were like two of the loves of my life and such beautiful brilliant men with these gorgeous lives and you think why would anyone you know choose to leave us and it was happening when a lot of celebrities were um, dying by suicide you know Kate Spade Anthony Bourdain Chester from Lincoln Park Chris Cornell another popular singer uh, just person after person and so um I think now people are speaking more about mental health and being open about it rather than just pretending to have it all together. Even, you know, Simone Biles pulling out of the Olympics. And um, I it, it inspired me to go back to school. I went to Columbia and studied neuroscience and positive psychology and these whole person coaching techniques. So I really had the, the skill set to teach people how to do this because once you've got this down and we all know you have to go to the gym to build strong muscles so that you can navigate the physical world. But again, people aren't focusing on those strong inner muscles to combat emotional gravity, like the stress, like the fear, like the self-doubt. So um, I'm really passionate about this program because it works and it's a life resource tool you can turn to again and again. And I I made it fun so that you actually (laughs) feel like doing it.
0: And it's it's really gorgeous, also with the meditations and journaling prompts, and and it I, I I really will do it, you know, because I I love that you speak about spiritual, emotional, mental, and so on muscles, because I have never thought. I mean, you know, I work a lot on everything, but I always like new concepts do the same thing because you always get a new idea and you go deeper and another level and you can always go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I really love this, this expression to say muscles. Yes. And you have to train your inner muscles. I love it.
1: Thank it's, you. It's you can amazing. be my, will you be my spiritual workout buddy?
0: <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> okay. that's, that's so cool. You know, because, um, it is as important as exercising. It is as important to, to, to grow your inner muscles like your outer muscles to be fit, you know? And it's also what Archangel Michael says, you know, to, to be a really a strong human being, you need a strong physical body, but you also need a strong inside.
1: Yeah and I'm noticing how much it works listen we all want return on our investment and we want that quick ROI you know the immediate results yes. and I will say that I can I can tell that these exercises work for instance something that would have bothered me and upset me for a month or taken me like months to heal from something similar will happen. And I might be upset for five, 10 minutes, but I have the tools now. So Thank I you. move through it so much more quickly because we're all going to fall off the path, but it's about how quickly you come back to center and alignment. And so now I might be like, wow, I'm really upset by this situation or, um, that really did not feel good but having the tools and these exercises. And I, you know, I did meditations and journaling and coach Kate check-ins and illustrated points using stories so that it, it really hits home. Everyone learns differently, but something will resonate with everyone um, in this book. And then you're like, oh, okay. I have the self-awareness to know this is what's happening. This is why I'm upset. And this is the solution and strategy for getting through it. And then you feel empowered. And then, you know, or for me, I've spent Fortune on coaches. That's why I got into coaching. It's so worth it. But there's something to be said for being able to coach yourself in the moment and perhaps save several hundred dollars an hour or whatever you're paying and just really um, say like, oh, I know what to do here. I've got this. There really is nothing more empowering than that or just truly trusting and believing that you've got this and you're going to make it through. And then you're able to also hold space and be there for people who are going through a similar situation and to give that support to a friend or family member or colleague and truly like look into their eyes and 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 say like, I know exactly what you're going through or I understand and, and offering that healing support to someone else. I, I mean, I don't think there's something much more valuable than that. Um, that's uplifting yourself and another, and then in turn, you're, you're going and uplifting the world rather than not healing your wounds, being in a place of anger and spreading that. So it's, it's also not just for you, but it's, it's what kind of world do you want to create within? And then also without on the outside,
0: and it's, it's, again, we come back to that the peace starts with every one of us. And if we work on our themes and really turn them around and get empowered, then we really can contribute to peace on earth. If we have too many unhealed themes within us, and I really uh, consciously use the word theme, not problem, because problem, if you say the word problem, the energy is already down. If you say I have a theme, We are still in a quiet, let's say, middle kind of frequency, but not completely down. And if we learn to see everything which happens to us, not just as something dramatic, but something we can grow from and not only have a lesson from, but receive a gift within that we are already on the other side, right?
1: Yeah. And and how beautiful and refreshing is that? I think, you know, I also wanted to to go back to school and study all these concepts and become an expert in, you know, communication and mindfulness and performance and things like that, because, um, it's, it's wild out there. And I, you know, I always was like, I'm the happiest person I know. And so when I was really struggling and having really dark moments, especially after, you know, losing these loved ones, I thought, gosh, if I'm struggling, everyone must be struggling. Or then, you know, it used to be this stigmatized thing, like, oh, they have these mental health issues you know what? We all have mental health issues. And like at this point, if you, if you haven't experienced extreme grief, depression, anxiety, you, you simply aren't awake or paying attention. I mean, the world is depressing, you know, and it's like, you yeah. can, you can make the most of it and create your own happy space in it. But the factor of the matter is there's a lot of gnarly stuff happening. And so
0: exactly.
1: it's not even now just a luxury. It really is, you know, thrival and survival to develop these skills because, and I, I, or I just ask you know, what kind of life do you want to live? And some people are just, I call it comfortably numb. I don't think anyone listening to this has, has accepted the fate of comfortably numb. I think they want to feel and experience and live a, a, a rich, juicy life and don't want to be disconnected. So um, I think it really does start with who am I without all these labels and limitations that I have placed on myself or society has placed on me and, and what do I really want? Not what I want because that's dictated by parents, society, what the neighbors are, think is cool, what they're doing on TikTok, but what I really want. And I think a way to answer that question is go for a walk. I call it a walking meditation meditation. And, you know, be in silence, hopefully in nature with yourself and and really say, if I could take away money, geography, what people think, who I'm disappointing or impressing, what do I really want to do? And in my experience, my answers have always shocked me because in many cases, it's everything I say I don't want. And that comes through immediately when I'm not editing or, or judging. And so... I I invite everyone to do that walking meditation. I talk about it in my book and just, you know, what do I really want to be doing? And it might be scary because then you think, well, gosh, I have to leave this relationship. I definitely need to get out of this career or job. I need to move to a different location. I need to cut my hair and have a whole new physical identity. I need to whatever it is. Um, but being up for that challenge and, and taking baby steps and, you know, have someone on on your support squad, but this is life is short. And, um, this whole, like waiting around to, for someone to, you know, save us or for us to just be okay with status quo. I think those days are over. We've, we've got too much to win and, and then too much to lose,
0: that's so true. And and you're so right about what you were saying with this walk and taking away everything. Because I had this situation, you know, when I was in hospital, when, when I was diagnosed with leukemia, and they gave me three days to three weeks to live. And I had just lost my house, my partner, my scholarship, everything was gone within seven days. And I nearly lost my life. And And then I lost my hair, I lost my eyelashes, I lost my eyebrows, I was not looking like I look right now, and everything was gone. And so in in that moment, you know, you realize, you truly realize what is important in life. And the only thing which I had left was communication with people, you know, everything else was impossible. So what you realize in these really tough moments in life is that the only thing which counts is connection and communication. And if you don't have any more your success, like I was a pianist at that moment, if you don't have your house, you have no money anymore because your healing costs so much, there's nothing left. And uh, you're just there in silence. And it's just you and God.
1: And then you realize that this is enough. (laughs) Oh, you just gave me chills that I don't know. See, we're so connected. That was a theme from my call with my coach this morning where, and I think a lot of people are going through this or I'll say some, (laughs) um, and at least one person listening to this, I'm certain I can feel it where it feels like everything is gone away, been taken away, burned down, blown up. And you think what, what has happened here? And there's some grief and there's some sadness and some anger, no doubt, and some confusion. Like, why did it all go away? But when you're left, then you're, you're left with you. You didn't go away. And then so much of the clutter and the noise and the people and the things that are just not for you. And maybe they've never been for you. And that gets cleared out how powerful is that because you have this beautiful fresh blank space to create from you're not the person you used to be so that's why she needs to go and he needs to go and that needs to go and this needs to go they're they're part of your old life and again you are going to grieve and it's going to sometimes it's going to suck and you're going to be in pain and you're not going to understand and i'm going through a, a version of that now And you can have all the faith in the world and you got it 90% of the time, you know, all the good things are coming and you're creating the fertile ground for this to grow. And you're like, what the hell is going on? So just know that that's part of the awakening and the growing and the transformation, um, you know, it's just like, you know, you lose your hair. There's that process yeah. where you're like, you're in a weird hair phase, but <laughs> exactly. you know, because we all know how hair works. It, it grows back. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but you look in the mirror and you think, who is this person? And this feels uncomfortable or I got to get a wig or whatever it is. But I just, I, I. I just want to give everyone a hug because I know a lot of people are going through this and some days you got it. And other days you just think, why am I even doing this? Or is this even worth it? Or what am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? And that's when you need to turn, turn off the computer and turn off the phone and really rest and take care of yourself. Even if you feel guilty, even if it feels counterintuitive, even if you feel like you're being lazy and not achieving or accomplishing or making money. And knowing that when you, you reset you're able to come back and I I'm taking my own advice. And even tomorrow I'm like, you need to shut it down. Like right now I feel so emotionally exhausted from what I'm going through that in the past, I would try to just push through and push through. And it's like, no, you're going to do a few things and then you're going to go for a walk and get in bed enough already.
0: Exactly. And and this is especially for us women. It's so important to learn that we are cyclic beings. We are no man who can achieve, 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 accomplish, accomplish, accomplish. We have to listen to our cycle. We have to listen to our female bodies. And if we do that, then we learn that we have to rest a certain part of the months to really be strong in the rest of the months. But if we don't do that, because we think we are only someone or somebody, if we do our work and we shine out there, then we will burn out. And this is not meant to be. We we really need to relearn being a woman. I think this is very, very important on this planet.
1: Gosh, as that was so beautiful. And as you were talking, all that came to mind was, wow, we are extraordinary as women and how often we beat ourselves up and other women up. And and certainly, you know, our culture will beat us up too. I'm just reminded how extraordinary we are as women and how important it is to support ourselves and each other. I mean, even like, I'm not a mother, but these If you are a mother, you're my superhero. Just even that our bodies can do that and create life and everything we go through while still expecting to earn some money and keep the house clean and look picture perfect and presentable. And I just I I think of sometimes too. I'm like, okay, I'm doing everything this man did, only I'm more educated and like he looks like crap, you know, because I come from the TV world where. I don't really see unattractive women on TV. I've seen a lot of unattractive men on TV. So it's like, even with men, we can do everything you're doing, but we have to look perfect while doing it. And that's why has been stressful for me. Cause it's like, especially I'm a TV news reporter. I'm in Florida. It's 800 degrees. I'm sweaty. My hair is frizzy from the humidity. And I think I've done this job all day. I got to go report on the live evening news. And my hair looks like crap. My makeup looks crap. And I'm like, well, you better take the time to get it together. Cause that is expected of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. It's it's not easy to be a woman, to be honest. <laughs> it's very a very complex thing, and I don't want to uh, put men down because I think no, it, I
1: I love men, but they are exactly, easier exactly. than us. <laughs>
0: no exactly and but but what we really need on this planet to get this world together again is like a balance between the masculine and the feminine and and we women should not be more masculine and the men, men should not become more feminine but we should find a balance with each other you know and and not pretend we are something we are not and, and this is just so yeah so counterproductive you know and and but it's expected from us and and I also was like in this hustle mentality many years, but I really, really tried to change this. and um, because I really know my worth has nothing to do how successful I am, how much money I have on my bank account, for me, the highest uh, success is to be the most peaceful person in a room. Ooh. Ooh. you know you know and this I I know Mm. this I this I truly know in my bones in my flesh. I truly know that but still some sometimes there's this voice which I know from my piano times where I was practicing 10 hours a day and no vocation and just practicing 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 this inner voice which says you have to do you have to go on you have to go on and then the body says no no you have to take rest now. And it's still not always easy to do this, you know, because we're so accustomed to be on the run, to do everything as perfect as possible. But what is perfect? Nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that piece, I heard that from, who was it? It was so gosh, a very famous spiritual teacher whose name is escaping me, not the Dalai Lama, but uh, his name will come to me, but, um, yeah, he was being interviewed and, you know, cause where our culture is all fame and fortune and all this stuff. And he's, there's plenty of people with fame and fortune and many who have died by suicide. Tragically, it is that getting to a place of peace or you hear people, or I've interviewed some of them as a reporter, multimillionaire success. Everyone's trying to be them or be like them or make money like them certainly. And they say, you know, I worked so hard to accumulate all this wealth. And once I got the wealth, like, yeah, I, I appreciate my nice home and my nice car, and my, my nice clothes. Um, but really nothing changed in terms of what mattered to me. It's like, it's still the thing that brought me the most peace and joy was hanging out with my family, like spending time with my kids and my spouse and doing things that don't cost money, like going for a walk, going yes. to the beach yeah. And it's just, and we laugh and it sounds so absurd because, and it's so funny because I love listening to you talk because I'm getting uh, messages and and visualizations. But as you're talking, I think, gosh, after I'm done with my calls today, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm fortunate to live by the beach right now. I'm going to go to the beach and really not do much of anything. Just connect with nature, have some movement, tune into my heart and body and ask what I need and what's going to make me feel at peace and um... I have
0: to tell you something then yes because we haven't talked about this but if you are so close to the beach um probably you know about mermaids but maybe mermaids seem to be more fairy tales but but uh, real but I have to tell you a story from my life I was still filled with the the toxins of the chemotherapy and all my organs were nearly destroyed. And then I got a message from Archangel Raphael that I had to go to Nice in France, to the Bay des Anges, the beach of the angels, that the miracle would happen there. And I had no money because I had lost everything through my healing from leukemia because I, I tried this healer, this want to help me so i had no money in that moment to travel to france it was impossible and all of a sudden a friend of mine called and said you know what isabel i have too much money on my bank account and i have the feeling you need it she sent me and my then fiance the money to to travel to nice and and kate something incredible happened um one of my Or my best friend lives there. She gave us her apartment for that time. And she lives right across, or she lived by them, right across the Bay des Anges, the Beach of the Angels. So I walked down there and wanted to really um, swim. And all, all of a sudden, I hear these voices. Hello, hello, hello. Why didn't you greet us before? And the most beautiful beings, like, jumped out of the oceans with huge angel wings i could see them with my eyes and 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 uh like fish tails you know and the most beautiful women female beings i've ever seen like very different two look more french two more greek one like from ireland one more like like guinevere so it was incredible and these six mare angels really worked with me for two weeks and they pulled out all the poison of my organs and then when I went back to the doctor, said, what did you do? I mean, your organs look totally different, but I couldn't tell him. I was working with some mare angels. It was incredible, Kate. And and so please, from now on, whenever you go to the ocean, say hello, mare angels, and they will greet you and they will send some waves you way, so you know they are answering. It's really incredible.
1: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I just got the chills and now I really can't wait to go to the beach. Cause I was feeling it'll be a nice reset and we're talking about peace and peace. And then the importance of communicating with our angels, the ones, yeah. our loved ones who have crossed over and then the, the mermaid angels and the angels that are always surrounding us, which, oh my gosh, I feel like I just saw an, <laughs> I feel like I just saw an angel, like a Tinkerbell golden twinkle that oh. just went behind you on your screen. Oh. Whoa. Okay. I, um, <laughs> I'm not making that up. Okay. No, so know. case in point and the, the power and importance of calling them forth and acknowledging them, you know, we all want to be acknowledged so much for our yeah, presence. Exactly. So acknowledging them and how much our angels want to help us. And that they're just a, not even a phone call, just a little like, Hey, I need your help away. And that they can come here and sit on your shoulder or be with you or say, you know, please take this from me, or please help me, or please send me the person or the experience or the opportunity. and when I've done that, I swear I get the email like right away, or I just saw an angel behind you, of course, (laughs) and naturally, and, and to tune into this power. And I think when the world seems so chaotic and stressful, tune into the magic of the world that's also present, but we sometimes just forget, or that's not what's talked about in the media. And I come from the media. So I say that with love, but, um, And that's, that's my mission and goal here in my next chapter is to really create a media platform that is more of what we're talking about rather than all, there's plenty of the other stuff that's there if you choose to tune in, but we need more options for the uplifting programming and, And um,
0: yeah because normally we always get the negative news so what about making positive news i mean you know so really like the second chapter of your book lift up you know lift others up lift yourself up is really so important and um because in the moment we can do it for ourselves, we can do it for everyone in the room. We don't even need to talk about it, just our presence already uplifts everyone around us. I mean, you know that. You come into a room, and if you're in a high energy, the the energy in the room changes. And this is so incredible about vibes. And and this is our mission, I think, wherever we are, whether you are in the news or you're a model or whatever you are doing, a speaker, a writer. It doesn't matter. Wherever we are, the more bright we are in the inside, the more bright we are in the outside. And it changes everybody. And as you said before, sometimes just a little message on WhatsApp or a smile you give someone on the street can change the day of that person.
1: So that's our our invitation to everyone listening right now is to send someone a text, a WhatsApp, an email, call them. I, I found myself doing that recently. I was at a dinner party where people were just talking about all surface level superficial topics. And I wanted to cry. I just felt so disconnected and think of all the things we can talk about and we're choosing to talk about this. And so I have people like yourself where we're able to have deep, meaningful conversations and talk about the angels and and talk about these concepts. And so I found myself sending a few, I love the little voice text messages you can send because I get so sick of typing and just people love it. They're like, I love your voice notes because it's your, your energy and your voice. And and you and I would do that for one another. But so this is your, your sign to, and I want you to pick one minimum, but maybe three people And I just left messages of gratitude. Hey, thank you so much for really seeing me and and being able to go there with me and have a really deep, beautiful discussion. It means so much to me. Thank you so much for being there when I was going through a hard time. Hey, thanks so much for celebrating my achievement with me. It meant a lot that you acknowledged my win. Let's start sending these messages and just watch. You'll get a little trickle effect and you'll get a little, you know, because it's so important that we keep our vibration pure and clean and high so that we don't have to work or try so hard. We just naturally attract all of these wonderful things into our lives. And so this is a great way to do it. I'm lighting up just talking about it. So um, three people, whoever just came to mind, those are those people, you know, as soon as you're done or pause this and uh, please leave these messages for people. They'll really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, it's it's so important because the the humanity is so wired to say all the negative stuff or take uh, things for granted instead of complimenting, you know, or saying thank you so much that you did that for me. And I, I, when I was seventeen, I really thought if everyone would, if everyone complimented other people, we would have a totally different world instead of judging, you know and and uh, but you know i don't know y- you are much more in this kind of business but as a woman i really love also to compliment other women and i'm really not uh in love with women in in that uh, physical kind of way just in the platonic way but i just love complimenting women so do i and, and sometimes it's so strange. My husband and I, we were at the Salzburger Festspiele for a huge opera and and we were in, so, in an elevator and a woman, a woman came in with the, this incredible robe and she looked just gorgeous in it. And I said, oh, my God, you look fabulous. And she didn't know what to say. She was first like shocked that someone... Is that something to- it's,
1: I was, yeah, I was just going to say that. Sorry to interrupt. Like uh, they almost act shocked or surprised that you're genuinely complimenting them. And I think if a woman, a gay man or a child tells you, you look good and pays you a compliment, you know, you look good because <laughs> like kids will, uh, the kids will tell it how it is. A gay man <laughs> will like, he'll tell you, if, like, you don't look good. So if you tell you <laughs> you look good, you know, you do. And then we're like, I, it's so funny. I have complimented so many women And I remember complimenting this fellow sports reporter years ago on an NFL game in Washington, D.C. And I was just like, hey, you are extraordinary. I've been a fan of yours since I was a little kid. You know, whatever I said. And she it was you could tell this woman receives a lot of hate and she was very successful, but she was so taken aback, like oh my gosh, thank you so much. What's your name? And she's like, thank you, Kate. And I could tell my, my photographer said, you just made that woman's like whole year. And I'm like, how sad this woman who's extraordinary doesn't get genuine compliments like that from other women.
0: Yeah. And this is also, so what you said at the beginning, like these platonic friendships and, and this sisterhood is so important because I really think It's our task, the task of women to change the world because when we really come into peace with all the other women and we really support each other and help each each other grow and then because everything comes out of us, I mean every baby comes, let's say came out of us, they do these interesting things, we won't talk about this now, but it's a human, uh, it's a woman's ability to, to really birth a child and We are also the ones who educate the men. So it's very, very important that we we are a group of strong human beings who are together and not against each other and not in competition and not in comparison. And really go into this yeah, acknowledging of the beauty, the greatness of every single woman on this planet
1: because everyone understands that intellectually. I think it's a different thing to put it into practice. True. And sadly, you really aren't able to genuinely support, celebrate, care for, nurture, compliment another when you don't feel that for yourself. You You have to feel the True. magic and power and divinity within you. So So then it's just, I mean, for me, I I, I'm like the, I everyone's biggest cheerleader and I don't have children of my own. So I treat all adults, people older than me or all my kids. I'm just like the stage mother. Who's like, you got to do this, like cheering everybody on. And I I had moments of sadness where I'm like, I feel like I'm that for everybody. And then I'm not getting that back. I know that. Yeah. I then I but I well, rather than taking a victim what was me mentality, I thought, okay, what in you needs to heal where then you're attracting more people um, like yourself rather than people who are using you for your pure heart and using you for I call them the takers. And so there was even some sadness today. I feel like so many people um have been kind of fleshed out of my life and have there's been this purge but it's the universe like you've healed and when we heal first of all when you heal be prepared to be a bit lonely um wow. and confused because a lot's going to clear out of your life and you even instinctually know that it's for your benefit but it's also like whoa um but that just shows how much you've healed and you know i always think in sound bites as a journalist or in quotes as an author and i had one the other day that you know it's it. it's Uh, you know, that comes to me in my head. And it says, when you heal the part of you that can be used or manipulated, it's going to feel like a mass exodus out of your life. And then there's going to be grief for that. And also the grief of, wow, a lot of people who I thought cared about me or loved me were only just using me or manipulating me. I think of when I was in this position recently of of hiring a lot of um, talent, my phone rang, everyone and their mother was reaching out And then when I resigned from that job, never heard from these people again. People who not, it wasn't just about a job. They pretended to be my friend and like me and la, 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 crickets, crickets.
0: You know what is so important to make the difference between the people who love you because of who you are and the people who love you because you do certain things for them. or they can have better opportunities through you so this is this is something i truly learned in my life to see who are the people who love me no matter what not because what i'm doing but because who i am and these people stick with you but the rest <laughs> will leave
1: it's amazing. I, or, or for me, it's recently someone who I thought was a, a best friend and, you know, has, has been a great friend to me in the past several years. And, um, recently just, I was, you know, when you can, I'd never think it, I feel it and I'm intuitive. I know you are too. I'm sure a lot of people listening are. And you know, when you just feel it, because it kind of sounds absurd to be like, this person's jealous of me. I don't think it, I feel it. And then their actions indicate it, or you can tell like you're really happy and they seem to be pissed off that you're happy. And I think you don't even know the hell I just went through this past year. And now I'm like doing something good for myself. I'm happy. I'm able to take myself on this beautiful trip to Europe. And it's clear that you don't want to hear about it. You're not happy for me. And I think, Is and I called this person a friend. So, or then when you're going through hell and people don't, it's like too much for them, or they don't want to hear about it. And so it feels, but again, the point of all of this is that it is a gift. And I think we are in an era of clearing out and purging. And you know, people talk about spring cleaning with their home, but I think I'm I always want to give people a little assignment too. I feel like I want to give people the assignment of, you know, who or what needs to be cleared out right now. And, um, you know, I've got another email to send to, you know, resign from a position. And um, I, I think too, we get the little nudges and then it's it's like, why are you in relation with someone who has dishonored you, who yeah. um, would never stick up for you if it meant it could jeopardize their position with the CEO or the opportunity And to really not even be mad at that person because they're just operating from their own you know mentality but exercising self-care in such a deep way that you um put up some some stronger boundaries and this is people talk about boundaries and stuff all the time but again you have to do this inner work where you're even in a position to be like to put yourself first and say this this actually doesn't work for me and i wish you well and Good luck, but and end things with love because then you just keep attracting more and more of that person, whether it's romantically or in business. You know, ending your relationships, you know, as I as I like to say, exit like a queen. You know, exit like a queen. I love this. Separate with love, and then yes. you get to attract better rather than having to work that out again with someone who is also toxic in your life.
0: You you, you love Italy, right?
1: I Love uh, Italy. Love,
0: yeah, yeah. So. You know what I what I showed my my participants. If you have to
1: say goodbye, say ciao con amore. I love it. I love it. And the listen, as I like my my quote, I always say is Italians do it better. <laughs> I just, love, <laughs> I'm like a wannabe Italian. I just. I love the Italians. I want to go there. You and I need to meet in Italy and have yeah, some Yeah,
0: we we some... already do you remember we had already planned and then something yes. came in between. Something came
1: up, but I'm like we had to meet for a cappuccino and gelato and <laughs> pasta and margarita pizza and all the things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but... it's so it's so incredible. Yeah, it's such a great lifestyle and they they are so emotional. I really love this about the Italians and they are so grateful. I mean, it's really interesting because I, I work a lot with German-speaking and a lot with Italian-speaking people in, and because my books mostly were bestsellers in Italy and, and in the German-speaking countries. So um, it's, I have these mixed groups, and I really love the German-speaking people, no question. But always when Italians are this in the group, there's much more gratitude, Yeah, which I receive officially you know, which I can feel, which I can hear, which, you know, I don't mean that the others are not as grateful, but I love it about the Italians that they are able to show the gratitude, you know, it's, it's just such yeah. a beautiful way to show emotions.
1: And that they're able to really appreciate life and the simple moments of life of yeah. savoring the moment, savoring their food, savoring their fashion, savoring their family relationships, savoring time off, savoring joy, savoring the good life, the Dolce Vita. I mean, and savoring is is one of the the easiest ways and most effective ways to increase your well being. We think it's like when I have more money, when I lose the weight, when I gain the weight, when I look hotter, when I have a hot partner, a hotter partner, the job, the this, those things offer us temporary happiness at best. It's not just my own experience. This is science through and through. Savoring, for instance, and I write about this, savoring and slowing down and truly being present in the moment with yourself whomever you're with if anybody the the beautiful the mermaids at the beach the the gelato and tasting it and smelling it and savoring it your well-being skyrockets and then if you savor with someone it it, it exemplifies it so um I I think that's such an important piece of of my book, too, and the work that I do is is giving people these things that are are free, that are going to have been proven to increase your well-being. And then all the other stuff is just extra. Exactly. And
0: there's also one thing I really admire about the Italians, because here it's really different. I don't know how it is in the States, but. They really, really love their aging people. They love their nonas and nonos. But here, you know, forget about old people. Not everybody, of course, but this kind of family energy, I really love. I really love.
1: And I, I think not just the family that we're born into. I know a lot of people struggle with some some no, you, blood family right. relationships, yeah. but you so know, also. you're an extended family to me and we even look alike, which makes it even better. And I've never had a sister, so that makes me happy. <laughs> but I think really um embracing our chosen family and yeah. um again, I know it can be a, a lonely time for people. Um, and, and even if it's that one person who just feels like sister, brother, cousin, mom, dad, child. And um, even my my friends' kids, I saw last night, and they're just they're so full of joy. They act so silly around. I bring out the t- children and dogs. Like I think, because I'm a big kid and I love animal. I bring out their inner like. And so then my friends look at me like I'm trying to get my kids to bed and they're like going insane because you're being a horse and they're pulling your hair for the (laughs) reins and you're making horse noises and you're a freak. But I just I love being so silly with with kids. And um, that's the greatest thing about being an auntie. And so it's just again, it costs nothing to hang out with these beautiful humans and just. You talk about kids, especially if they're not not yours, or you don't have to care for them or discipline them. They will really raise your your vibration. So maybe <laughs> but, if you don't have kids, go spend time with kids. If you have kids, call up someone like me and be like, "Hey, you're taking the kids out tonight. I'm going on a date, or I'm going to the spa. You've got my kids." And people, I I will happily, I love babysitting and <laughs> sending the parents away so that they can recharge. And then it, because if you don't have kids, kids will recharge you because you're yet, not with them all the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: true. So true. And so we can help each other out and this is so 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 amazing but i i really would like you to go if it's if it's okay for you um back to this kind of mental health and suicidal thing because if i understood you correctly you didn't nobody realized they would leave the planet these two loved ones of you and and now after you went through all of that and and learned so much do you have an idea how we all can deal better with people even we have no idea what's really going on within them but what would you suggest people to help people you know with
1: oh so if you're feeling feeling those thoughts or if you know people who are yeah or, or if you
0: just have don't know
1: how to to act
0: with people you feel they are depressed or maybe really not on such a good paths in their lives and and could need some help? How do you as a friend or or a coach or how do you with all what you went through approach them?
1: I think we can all improve on two things. I think we can all improve on the kinds of questions we're asking other people Mm -hmm. and the quality of our listening and becoming more practiced at listening. So, for instance... (laughs) And this is why I left my gratitude notes for people the other day. I can't tell you how many places I am where either people really don't ask me any questions or you get the, what do you do? And now I've even said to those people, um, I said it to a man recently. I said, you know, that's my least favorite question. <laughs> Especially if it's a Saturday night in Vegas and you're about to go see Katy Perry and you've had a rough, really rough uh, career year. I, I just think it's such a boring, lazy question how about what energizes you? What was the last thing you did that brought you joy? What are you most looking forward to this next month or year? Again, I've got a list of, I should start publishing it, but a list of the 250 questions that I developed getting my coaching training and It's so important that we ask better questions or I had a woman say to me because I'm a journalist by trade and I'm a coach by trade. So I'm the questions girl. And I'm really curious and genuinely interested in people, whether you're my friend or a stranger. And so I'll be at these parties and I'll ask questions and, you know, and whatever. And then one woman said to me, you know, you're so great at asking the questions, but then, you know, you don't really share anything about you. And I said, respectfully, no one has asked me one question about myself. I think, and then the one question I got after that was, so how's Laguna Beach where I live right now? And I think that's it. That's, that's all you've got. And this is not to put people down. It's just to. If we want to help people and be of service and connection, connection will keep people alive. I think a lot of people die by suicide or are extremely depressed because they don't feel connected to themselves or others or the world. They feel like people don't care. They feel like a burden. They feel like they have to pretend and play some role or no one will love them or care about them and people will judge them. And I'm speaking from experience. Um, so I think that's the first step or think like what you, or maybe it's, I mean, maybe a lot of people, they don't want to be asked questions because they don't want to go there. All they want to talk about is, okay, where I, LA is fine work is fine. My kid is fine. People don't, they don't want to go deep. And so there's a beautiful quote by someone maybe Maya Angelou that says, you know, people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. Mm -hmm. So, um, but when you're able to go there, you will meet other people case in point here that you and I are speaking and then becoming more practiced at, at listening. So really listening to people, what people are saying and not just what they're saying, but maybe what they're not saying. For instance, when I asked my brother, how's it going? I'm great. And I think, I don't believe you, maybe some things are great, but it sounds like a robot or like a a soundbite from a politician. Um, I think just being like, really, well, what's great. Or, you know, or being able to ask a question and you know, clients for instance, will be like, I'm struggling right now with my boss. And I won't say anything. I will let there be uncomfortable silence or a space for it to breathe. And when I don't say anything and just hold the space and continue to listen, they'll say, you know, I actually am going to have to leave this job and I haven't even thought about it until now. And maybe they haven't thought about it until now because they're so distracted or people aren't asking them the questions or or they're not being listened to. And I think also the second part of that is become practiced at listening to the, you know, in, intuition, divine source, energy, whatever you want to call it, that tells you, hey, you know, Isabel really seemed off at lunch yesterday. I'm going to call her and just check in and be like, hey, is everything okay? Like, and I know you put on a happy face and you said everything was great, but I could just feel that. You know, maybe you're struggling with something, anything you want to share. No worries. If not, like, how are you doing? And that person will probably start crying and it'll be such a gift. So um, I I just, I can't say enough about this because I, I see it in my own conversations and I'm conscious of it too. Or some people, you know, sometimes I can interject or interrupt because that's the TV host in me. That's trying to like move the conversation along or get to the point. And sometimes people just need you to shut the heck up. And listen to them and not offer a solution and not make it about you or give it a personal example to try to connect, but just, and then pause. And you'll know when to say, you know, would you like some feedback or, um, you'll know what to say when you become more practiced at listening and just really be in the present moment with these conversations. Um, and I hope that makes sense. And I, I just, I wish this for everybody because there's just. And like I said, I guess some people are okay talking only about the weather and what's for dinner, but something tells me that they're not even okay with that, that they just, it's like, you don't know what you don't know, or, um, maybe they're scared to go there with themselves or others, but at what cost? I mean, I'm thinking of some people in my personal, like, it's like you die and you don't really have, ha- you never really had a real connection with your kids or with your parents, like okay with that and i'm trying now to be okay with other people being okay with that um but it's it's painful
0: it is and 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 i think that the the point is really that the deepest wish of every human being is connection but because of so much trauma everyone survived in one way or another we all have these kind of ways to deal with conversations and some people just don't want to go deeper that's that's it because they are so afraid they would need to think about their lives to think about their relationships and they couldn't pretend anymore that life is okay or that the relationship is okay and so sometimes you you shouldn't ask more because they are not ready for it i think this is also the point we always have to find The right moment where we can go deeper with our questions because if someone is not ready we can even create more chaos for that person so it's always this don't you think so like as a coach that we always have to be like this uh, yeah feeling being intuitive being who knows when to speak when to wait when to pause when to go deeper when not to go
1: deeper yes it, it, it's almost, you know, like reading the room and not yeah. pushing your desires or expectations onto others. So it is, it is an art, it is a fine line, whether you're doing it professionally or, and there's a whole protocol and, and system for professional coaching and therapy, of course. Uh, and, and I think then in, in personal relationships and and what I've, you know, had to learn recently and it, it breaks my heart, but that some people are never going to give you what you want or need or even if, you know, if you almost feel like you're begging for somebody's love and and they even love you, but I, you know, it's sometimes people love you and their love makes you feel unloved because they just don't have the capacity. And I think being okay with, you know, walking away, even from people that you love, or just accepting that this is never going to give me fulfillment and my heart is broken. um, And I'm going to get fulfillment from myself and I'm going to get it from other people um, because, we, we, no one should need to hear this, but you are so valuable and you are worthy of not having to beg for love from anybody.
0: True. I mean, I have been there too. You know, I have been in difficult uh, relationships too. So I totally know that. And, uh, but I really think there is the point where the true boundaries come in the boundaries which really save us. Yeah, that we not just stay with people. May it be work uh, colleagues, may it be uh, friends, may it be family, may it be uh, our relationship, our love relationship. If we don't feel we are really accepted the way we are, and yeah. love for who we are. Yeah, I yeah. think this is the most important thing that we. We really dare to have boundaries to say I'm worse enough to say goodbye.
1: Yeah. And it's, that's painful. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm there right now and it's, it's a journey and it's a process and we need to be extremely gentle with ourselves and remind ourselves that even though this is painful, that this is for our best good. And, um, I I promise you, and I'm sure you've experienced too, the the universe and the angels, they're watching and they will reward you for this. And um, we have to, we have to choose ourselves. And it's, everyone says that, and and then it sounds selfish. And as women, it can feel quite guilty, but I said it to someone that I love recently. I said, "I, I am no longer willing to compromise myself or my integrity for any relationship ever again. And that's a beautiful place to get, but- It feels like you made the wrong choice because it's lonely. It's sad. There's grief, there's anger, there's disappointment, but know that that will heal and you're moving to a much better place and let that person meet you with you are where you are and take you higher or, or let them, you know, fall away. And, and always though, releasing anybody with so much love, I put them in a little love bubble that's golden and illuminated and, and watch them float away and, and, and send them love. And, um, I think being okay, that not everyone's going to be able to meet our needs and, and love us the way we deserve to be loved. But then that's really, it makes us double down on doing that for ourselves.
0: It's true. But the more love we can create for ourselves, the more we are able to attract even, I don't want to say better people, because everyone can be an incredible person. But people who've are a better fit or more on the same wavelength with us so sometimes it's it's necessary because if we would stay if we stayed excuse me my english is not perfect if we stayed we we would lose ourselves and um i think we never should lose ourselves i i had this before leukemia i really lost myself And um, I know the leukemia was a higher assignment. It was already done before I was born. So it had to be a difficult relationship to put me in a state where I could get these uh, kind of things like leukemia and um, being there to, to, to learn lessons I would never have learned if I not had went through this, you know? So very often when we look, back the pa- most painful moments in our lives are the ones which hold the highest gifts for our journey right
1: i love that you just said that because my coach said that this morning and the thing is we know we know this or at least we are learning this but you know you know it but when somebody else says it to you or confirms it and you think wow everything is burning down and going away and blowing up and this feels so uncomfortable but that's where the growth and transformation happens. And if you can just stick with it and trust, and I know it's not easy because I had a moment this morning and, but it felt so good because it just, I just needed to sob for like a minute and clear that out. And it is so cleansing and so healing and and so therapeutic. So please allow yourself to have those releases and, and please, um, you know, find someone who can really hold that space for you. And, um, I I think just, again, just trusting and, um, it, it it is it is i think a challenge of a lifetime though when you feel the loss and the pain And you know that there's so much abundance, not just financial, but emotional and, um, you know, all the love and everything and this whole like dream life that you're stepping into, but you can't see it yet. And so it does require the faith. And um, I think the message in this time is to do more things that bring you joy and to release the guilt and to rest. And I'm like, get ready. Like if you knew you were playing in the Super Bowl in two months, yes, you'd be training, but you'd also be resting your body and making sure you were ready to go you wouldn't be sitting around like what if i don't make the super bowl or what if i you know you would just be so like wow this is right in front of me i need to rest and prepare for it and and you know what
0: also always helps me to in in the really challenging moments of my life to know that we can never fall deeper than into god's hands Mm,
1: oh i love that that's beautiful
0: like another way of saying God has your back, but this feeling that we can fall into his hands and he holds us, I think, or he, however you want to call it, but um, this feeling that you're always held, that you're always carried, especially in your most difficult situations in life. I think this, if you really know this with all the fibers of your being, you're a very rich person because even in the darkest moments, you always feel there's something. You are not alone.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: I do feel that. I know you do, yeah. and I I really, Kate, I really really appreciate it immensely that you are really talking so openly about your situation right now. And I know this will help so many of the mm-hmm. listeners to really see you so strong or feel your listen to you in such an incredible energy even you are going through a tough situation right now. And I really appreciate that immensely. And I really want to ask you one question I always ask because it's the Victorious You podcast. What makes you feel victorious or what made you feel victorious in your life? What, what mm. would you
1: say? I think conversations like this uh, co- uh, connection makes me feel victorious uh, being True to myself and my values, and being okay with saying the wrong thing, or you know, just being in the, so present in the moment that trusting whatever comes out is what's meant to come out and and be heard. And sometimes, see, and when I'm in this kind of a place, because sometimes if I'm in a triggered place what needs to be said comes out, but maybe in a kind of harsh way. So that's the New Yorker in me that needs to, I'm like, you know, uh, as, as my mentor says, the truth said without kindness is violence. So saying the truth, but with kindness. Mm -hmm. And again, that takes the inner work and it's easy to speak with kindness when I'm talking to you and someone like yourself. So then the challenge is to be in that place when the person is, is not um, so good for you or or the the situation. Um, I feel victorious when I'm taking care of myself and, um, in a line. Yeah. Can you say this again? Because I I think many people have to hear that. (laughs) I feel victorious when I'm taking care of myself and my spirit and checking in with my intuition and asking, what do you need right now? What can I do for you? What would feel good? What would bring you joy? And really following that advice and not blocking it again, becoming practiced at listening to that voice rather than, well, you can't do that, or you shouldn't spend that money or who are you to do that or eat that or enjoy that you need to work, you need to achieve, you need to accomplish. So really feeling victorious when you block out all the noise, listen to your, that your true divinity and the, the true love and God and source within you and acting from that place and remembering who you are. And remembering how powerful you are, you're so powerful, and you can do whatever you deem is worthy, whatever you decide is important enough. And you, you really do have what it takes. You just need to get out of your own way and and remember that. And um, I just, I just wish you and everyone listening the absolute best. I'm here for you spiritually and energetically. I'm sending you love. I, I know the world is harsh, but you're so much bigger and more powerful than anything you've been through than anything that's going on in the world. And, um, you've got this and I believe in you and I love you and thank you so much for this just beautiful, poignant conversation.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Merci, grazie, (laughs) lovely Kate, really for being with me. I also love this conversation so much and I really hope we meet in person very, very soon, wherever in the world, we never know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I can't wait. I'm already looking forward to it. I'm already placing my gelato order. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And I I
0: send you a big, big angelic hug through the screen and also a big angelic hug to all the listeners. And thank you so much. And I'm sure we see each other soon. And love you,
1: Kate. Thank you so much, Isabel. Love you too.
0: I absolutely loved this conversation with the beautiful Kate. What about you? And you know what? She truly went through a very, very painful situation in the moment we recorded this interview many weeks ago. And it was so incredible, the energy she brought into this conversation, the love, the compassion even being in a very, very difficult situation. I truly admire her a lot because she's one of the people who truly walks her talk. And I think this is amazing. And I absolutely love her concept of training our spiritual muscles. I love it. And I truly hope you got immensely much out of this episode. And I would love to hear your insights and the nuggets you found in this conversation. And it would be so lovely if you shared this episode with your friends, with loved ones, with people you know who could benefit from this. And also, please rate Victorious You, write a review. This would mean so much to me. And always remember miracles are possible always and everywhere till next time